John chapter 18 from verse 19. The subject today is uh, God in the dock or God on trial. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he, say, when he had said these, say these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, that is, slapped him with his hand, saying, is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, if what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas, then send him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Let us pray. Father almighty, sympathizing Jesus, we stand awed, we stand amazed at the, 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 the much of your message towards us. And today, we pray that the entrance of your word brings life to us brings edification to us, bring strength to us. The entrance of your word, bring healing to us that all of us standing here today uh, may be made conformable to the image of your dear son. That if there be any unbeliever here under the sound of my voice today also may be converted through the preaching of your word today. Lord, we trust by the help of the Holy Spirit that you bring clarity and understanding to your words today, that you may remove misunderstanding and distractions of any sort and cause that illumination be given from above to your people today, to the intent that your name alone be glorified and that your people may go rejoicing. Thank you now, our God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please may you return to your seat. We've come to the section of the trial of Jesus before he was crucified. Uh, let me test your legal knowledge. Uh, how many of you understand if a person is referred to as a plaintiff, what does that mean? Who is the plaintiff in a case? I don't want the lawyers here to answer. Now you are murmuring. Okay, the complainant is the plaintiff. Okay, so now you have some legal head uh, in this place. So Jesus is before uh, the the high priest emeritus. The correct the reigning high priest at this point was Caiaphas. Annas was Caiaphas' father-in-law. Annas was the former high priest. Annas was deposed by the Roman government when the Roman government took over Judea 
they removed Annas, who was the reigning high priest at that time, and replaced him with Caiaphas. Caiaphas was Annas' son-in-law. Okay, I have dealt with the politics of son-in-law, father-in-law, and how that politics and religious were mixed in the days of Christ the other time. I won't go there again. But Christ now is before Annas. I want us to reflect on the sufferings of Christ. His suffering does not, did not only happen at the cross. Before the cross, he suffered even the betrayal of Judas and the betrayal of Peter. We'll go there next week. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. He suffered that mental agony of betrayal of trust. He also suffered injustice in the hands of men, particularly in the hands of the religious leader. You see, it is okay for us to suffer injustice in the hands of our own judicial officers. If you are a Nigerian and you live here functionally the way most of us do, and if you have had any course to uh, use or go through the legal system of our country, you understand that it is, it is like finding a needle in the stack of, of of, or in the, in the haystack than to get fair justice in, within our legal system. It is okay for us because sometimes, even when we cry that we have not been dealt with fairly within our ju judicial system, to a large extent, we deserve it. We are all falling. So even if I'm standing trial for a particular crime, and the judge is not treating me fairly, is the judge is robbing me of my fundamental human rights, as painful as that can be, I, I, I deserve it to a large extent. Even if I'm not guilty in this particular case, I am a sinner. And the judge too is a sinner and does have sentiments and, and prejudices and many things come into the mix in dispensing judge. This. But the painful thing and the shocking thing we see here is that the man who is sinless, the Bible said there was no guile found in his mouth. This man is impossible, is incapable of committing any crime or sin. He is standing trial for nothing, for just being good. Human sinfulness came to fall in the arrest and the prosecution of our Lord Jesus Christ. The entire Old Testament prophets and canon dealt with, to a very large extent, the idea of lack of justice within the covenant community. From prophet Jeremiah to Amos, they were calling people back to the path of justice. And as it were, Christ was in the mouth of his prophet speaking to his people. He is now tasting what it looked like to be treated unjustly before uh, the court of law. And at this point, the Sahendrin. 
This is just him tasting what people have tasted from the time of Adam. And we can make a quick extrapolation from this that Christ tastes, the Bible says he tastes death for all men. He also tastes, he tasted injustices for on our behalf. Whatever we passes through, he subjected himself uh, to the agony of injustice. Last week it was so shocking that people could continue to arrest a man that, that just by his mere saying, I am, they fell down, they still went ahead to arrest him today. We are surprised as the injustices that will be meted out of Christ from here. This is the part one. We are going to see also when he came before Pilate uh, in, in their subsequent uh, preaching. There are three things I want to... I want us to reflect. First is that in the trial of Jesus before Annas, fair ground was denied him. Look at verse 29. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. The high priest Annas was questioning him. The first thing you will notice here how unfair Annas and human beings are to Christ and here is that is the issue of jurisdiction. Uh, there are couples of lawyers uh, in this. And just the, the idea of jurisdiction is that the first thing lawyers will argue when a case is filed is jurisdiction. That is true or false. You want to know whether we are before a proper court. You want to know that your case is before the judge that is sitting on this case is a proper judge fit to handle this case. A quick example recently happened. There is a senator, it's a city senator that was that was that was uh, uh, that was condemned. Is that the, not a condemned, condemned? That was sentenced. Yeah, that was sentenced to twelve years or so imprisonment, and he had been transferred to Kujie prison to begin to serve that sentence. But that entire sentence was reversed on the ground of jurisdiction. The fact that the judge that sat on that case had been transferred from the high court at that point to the appeal courts. At the point of delivering that judgment, he was no longer the proper judge to sit on that case. Everything fell flat on his face, and the man is a free man now, running around as a... Said, I just give that. Uh, so Christ was, was brought before an improper court. Even though Annas had been deposed by the Roman government, he is not the legal person that should hear Jesus out at this time. He was a compromised individual. So there was no proper ground. See, in legal cases, once a fair ground is not given to you, whatever happens from that moment going forward cannot be fair anymore. Church, are you hearing what I'm saying? In the trial of our Lord Jesus, fair ground was denied him. He was bullied. Look at the way he was bullied. And over 700 soldiers were sent to arrest him. He was bound. He was, was in, in what they call handcuffed today. He was bound, standing before these high priests. 
fairness, fair ground was denied him. I want you to remember that. He was not being treated fairly. Secondly, in the trial of Jesus before Annas, fair process was denied him. Look at verse 19 again. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teachings. And then Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world, and so on and so forth. What is happening here is this. In, in Jewish juris, jurisprudence, you don't question the accused. And I think it is, it is, it is, what do we, I think we practice common law here. Is it common law we practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we practice common law in Nigeria. Common law as against civil law. I don't, I'm not too sure. Uh, I mean, you will pay me for all of this thing I'm doing. Eh? Common law, civil law. Thank you. You're smart. The, the, the kind of law we practice here and it's consistent with the Judaism, a kind of it's a hindering kind of law was that the responsibility, the burden of proof lies where? The prosecutor. The, the prosecutor. In fact, it was much, much deeper within the surrendering context that the accused will not even say anything. What happened in the law court, within the surrendering court, was that it is the witnesses. There will be three witnesses on the side of the prosecution that will testify against you. And three of them must be consistent. Three of three are uh, three witnesses from the side of the prosecution, and there will be three witnesses or other witnesses from the side of the, the accused. It is those witnesses, it is the strength of the witnesses from both sides that the judge or the high priest will come to his conclusion. But look at what is happening here. Christ was brought in before the high priest. Who brought Christ before the high priest? Nobody. Nobody, actually. It was a mob. The Roman soldier, the, what they told the Roman government was that this guy was a political, uh, political threat. What they told the temple guard was well, this guy is a threat to theology. So all of them mixed up together, pick up Jesus. And Annas is questioning him about his disciples. How many disciples do you have? Are there 12? Are there 72? How many thousand? What is the nature of your following? How many followers do you have on Twitter? How many people are following you? And what is the nature of your theology? At this point, he ought not to ask Jesus these questions. It is witnesses. Having been brought before the high priest now, there should be witnesses. And, and as we are going to see in the other gospel, when he ended up in front of Caiaphas, they were, looking, they were looking for witnesses up and down. They will bring this one, there's no coherence. They will bring that one, there was no coherence. Then they just jumbled things together. Finally, they found some worthless men that say, he said, he go destroy uh, uh, the temple uh, in three days. They said, oh, <laughs> he want to destroy, he want to bomb. <laughs> this is a bomb, this is a Boko Haram bomb expert. Just to put something on him. Fair process was denied him. And look at what Jesus did. He corrected the high priest. He said, you, you ought not to ask me. You should ask those who have been 
hearing me. I have not spoken anything in secret that I will not say it in public. I have been teaching in the synagogue. Get back to your own laws. Jesus was, what, what a man he was. Uh, what a man he is. He said, I have not spoken anything in secret. I have been preaching in the public. If you want to know the nature of my teaching, ask those who have been hearing me day by day in your own synagogue and in the precincts of the temple. He was not giving fair process. There were no witnesses on both sides because the arrest was even spontaneous. Christ does, Christ does not have witnesses on his own side to even help him corroborate his position. And the high priest too, they were in haste to grab him. They have not prepared their case. They have not prepared any witnesses to testify. Uh, and of course, even if there were people listening to Jesus, there was no single strand of his teaching that could not be proven before the courts. Fair ground was denied him. Fair process was denied him. In the third place, in the trial of Jesus before Annas, truth was denied him. Look at verse 22. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, which, which is in Greek, he used the word flat surface of the hand, meaning he slapped Jesus, the hand, saying, Is he asked to answer high priest? And Jesus said, If what I said is wrong, talk about it. If what I said is not wrong, why do you strike me? Truth was denied them. See, what's happening here is that Jesus had answered correctly and had put the high priest back to his place. And the high priest and his boys were angry. And then they are not slapping him. For what? Is that how to talk to Papa? Sorry. Is that how to talk to uh, high priest? Jesus said, let's talk about the issues. The issues that I've raised now, if it is wrong, talk to me about the wrongness of this issue. Isn't it, isn't it true that when a man is brought before the high priest, it is not in the place of the high priest to ask the, the, ask the accused. He must bring up his witnesses and ask them, one, two, three, talk to me. What has he been saying in the temple? And the three of them must have coherence and said he has been saying this, he has been saying this, he has been saying this. Because in the court of law, right from antiquity, what the judge will hear must be cogent, must be correct, and verifiable. Am I, must be verifiable. The, the, the cogency of the argument was lacking. And cross is He's right here on top of his game. At this point, enough beating has not come to him. He can still talk. He said, he said, talk to me about the facts of the matter. But look at what the court is doing now. Oh, you are the way you are talking to the high priest is rude. And then they are slapping him. And he said, if what I've said is wrong, talk to me about the wrongness of it. But if what I've said is true, why do you slap a man for speaking the truth, rationally, theologically, he don't slap a man for speaking the truth. But as Felix was teaching us in the morning, one of the consequences of the fall is that 99% of the time, you will be slapped for speaking the truth. 
You can tweet that. Huh? And the Bible said, he that speaks the truth becomes a threat to the society. Jesus was treated unfairly. In the old, when Christ came, I think it should be Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Jesus speaking to the, the Jews, the, 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 the government of the day. He said, you are doing a lot of things, but you are neglecting the weightier matter of the law. There are three things that Jesus referred to as a weightier matter of the law. One is justice, mercy, and what? Huh? What? There are three things that are they are great matters of the law. Justice, mercy, and what? Faithfulness. Thank you. Justice, mercy, faithfulness. And the high priests and the religious establishments were doing the right, direct opposite of what the law requires. They were not giving justice to this innocent man. At least they ought to prove to him why he ought to be standing trial now. In fact, when you get to Pilate later, Pilate was hoping to hear something like, this man is a murderer, this man will caught him in adultery, this man will caught him killing people, this, this man will find him causing sedition, this man fell nothing. If I pilot they ask them, he said, what has the man done? They say, if the man has not done anything, would have brought him before you. Yeah, what has he done? They say, Pilate, if he has not done anything, do you think we have He said, what, okay, what has he done? They say, I beg, crucify him. He said, for what? They say, crucify him. He said, for what? He said, if you don't crucify him, you are no longer the friend of Caesar. You can imagine. Caesar has come into this mix now. The issue has, uh, had been about his teaching. He's claiming to be God. To be the Messiah. Now they are saying Caesar. They are saying he's, uh, he insulted. You know, <laughs> you are familiar. how many of you are familiar with Nigerian police system? If Nigerian police, I know there are policemen around, please, I'm not, I'm just talking about generally, generally, generally. Not always. There are some good and fine gentlemen in the force. If you are stopped on the road somewhere between Okbela and, uh, and Bini, once you pass Okene, you understand you're on your own, eh? Just another checkpoint. And they're asking you, where are your papers? And then, you know, you are dressed in suit and tie. And then you are speaking big English. And your papers are correct. And you're having a Abuja number. You're already in trouble. The correctness of your paper is an issue. Where's your fire extinguisher? Here. Where's your uh, triangle sign? Here. Your tires are new. Everything is correct. They say, where's your tinted permit? And then you bring out the tinted permit. Now, if you're not a clever person, you will get to police station and the case will change. Assaults, you are assaulting officers on the uniform.
They have changed the case around Jesus now. And this is what we have seen. He suffered this for your sake. The, the just for the unjust. He stood trial for your sake. We were the guilty ones. He took our place. And God was put in the dock. And mere mortals have the effrontery to question him and to put him in the spotlight and therefore humiliating him in that process. Fair process for denying him. Sisters and brothers, Jesus got slapped because at this point, the high priesthood was valued more than the truth. The system, the preservation of the system was more valued than the person of the truth standing trial. There are a few applications I want to draw from, from this, how it matters to us as Christians. How do we live our lives as Christians in this world? The first thing, because I remember I told you, Christ was not just our substitute, he's also our example. As a Christian, there is no perfect fairness with men to expect that you be treated fairly. As long as your relationship with men is concerned, is madness. Expect injustice all time. Once in a while, things may fall in your favor, but generally, generally. As far as this world is concerned, if you have to live your life as a Christian, expect that you'll be treated unfairly. There's no fairness on earth. In a sinful world, fairness is a scarce commodity. You will be treated unfairly from church to workplace, anywhere. Turn to, me, turn to the book of uh, First Peter. I think it should be, should be chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 18. The servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges 
righteously. Believers, the, the only court where justice, perfect justice can be seen is the court of the Lord. And one of these days, all of us will stand before that court. There will be no unfairness. So when you are treated unjustly, who do you commit your life to? God. 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 The highest court you can go here is where? Supreme Court, isn't it? After the Supreme Court, where do you go? God. Because God will judge. And with God, there is no unfairness. No unfairness with God. Trust me. If a man take your land now by force, God will judge him. True or false? It's just that it looks so a weak statement, isn't it? When you say, Allah saying, Eh? Allah is a mean judge. Allah is a mean what? Is he right? Allah is a should be like, I thought it's an insult. <laughs> eh? it's, like, it's like God will punish you, isn't it? Okay, I'll leave you with God. What is Allah will judge you in house, sir? Allah is a man of Sharia. Yes. Yeah, Allah is a man of Sharia. Okay, something like that. The, the, the right Sharia is with God. Sharia with God. God will settle all matters. Sometimes God will even start here on earth. Eh? But ultimately, the final judgment, where Annas, bishops, popes, archbishops, from all history will stand, is the court of God. No one will escape. You know, sometimes you go to the, the law courts, if you have money and you can hire good senior advocates, they began to dance around your case. Adjournment after, I mean, if I want to collect anybody's land now in anywhere in this country, all I need is a good lawyer, isn't it? Then the case is filed within the community where that issue is. Then because of money, the case is transferred from Uyo to Jigawa State. So the poor farmer calculates the transportation from Uyo to Jigawa. He said to Allah, he to, I leave you with, uh, with God. It has happened severely. Some even take people's wives. And then you dare talk. There are talks around your house. You know, in this country, if you want quick justice, you don't even go to the courts. Police is, 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 is you, there are some uh, weight lift, uh, you go to the, you go and get some uh, bouncer. Bouncer. Go and get some thugs. They'll round you up. God will judge. Amen. Secondly, brothers and sisters, Anna's it's a bad example. God does demand fairness and justice from his children. This is how we exemplify God. Do not murder the truth on the altar of sentiments or every other consideration. If what is being said is true, truth is truth. All this nonsense, uh, we are talking about 
This man was giving money to fill this road. He has not fixed it. EFCC has arrested him. And then they are saying, because he's from, the, because he's from Southeast. How does Southeastern origin have to do with the fact that the man ate money? As a Christian, have this, have this appetite for truth. Even if it is a madman that is speaking the truth, truth is truth. Don't say, don't leave the truth and start attacking personality. There are many of us that have suffered that on Facebook or whatever. A pastor is preaching error. And you dare say, ah, ah, bishop, bishop, with all due respect, this is not correct. What, what will you hear from his disciples? Eh? Why are you talking to our papa? Is that how to talk to papa? You don't have respect. You don't have unity. We are talking about, we are talking about error. We are talking about unity. You know, as Christians, we need to be coming together. We need to be coming together. We need to be coming together. You know, you see Muslims. You see how Muslims, you see how they are united. You, know, you see Muslims. You know, they don't, they don't criticize the, uh, the... We are talking about the pastor who is sleeping with other people's wives. And you are talking about Muslims. What is concerned darkness with, uh, with light? Let's talk about the papa. That is a pedophile. Let's talk about the pedophilia of the pastor. Let's talk about the wrong doctrine that the pastor is preaching. Let's talk about what the prophet is doing. Truth is not compromise. What is wrong is wrong. What is true is true. Don't color it. Don't say it's hard to talk to your elders. I mean, as far as the church is concerned, smart can be the elder of this church. Elders, in terms of Christian category, is not a function of white hair, true or false. You can be an 80-year-old man and God saved yesterday. And you cannot be an elder today because your, white, your hair is, uh, is gray. God demands, some of us are working in government, some of us are lawyers here, some of us are. Be fair. It is a Christian thing to do. Fairness. Be fair to your wife. You know, you have done something. Madame is talking about what you have done. Madame said, where are you coming from? What, what, who, is, who is Angela? And then you are saying, no, this feminism, this feminism, this, this, you know, women are checking their husband's phone. No, 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 no. Who is Angela? Before we talk about feminism, let's talk about who is Angela? All of a sudden, I say, you know, we, no, we are, I'm an Ibibio man. You know, in our Ibibio culture, who is Angela? Let's talk about it. Okay? You are not bringing money home these days, so, you know, uh, today your car is poor. Yesterday, you, sp- you still slept in the Philly station. Which of the Philly station were you? St- how many? F- I think you're talking about, the next they say, hey, you know, since Bwari came to power, you know, things are not be Bwari, 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 Bwari is the cause of everything now. Where have you been? Be fair. Be just. Abhor injustice. Abhor injustice. And seek justice for the oppressed. If your neighbor is being oppressed and you have power to remedy the situation, it's a Christian thing to stand for the oppressed, for the widow and for orphans.
Let me talk to my friends who are not yet Christians, who are seekers this morning. One of the things you should fear is God's judgment, isn't it? God will put everybody on trial. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says, For all of us shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that we shall receive what is due to us in this life. In the book of Revelation, Jesus said, He that is wicked, let him continue to be wicked. He said, Behold, I come quickly. He said, My judgment is in my hand. I will dispense it appropriately, accurately to all. Keep playing God. One day, Allah saying, Come and so. God go, God go, before God. You know, some people say, eh, when we get to heaven, then, eh, and God say, God say everything. There's no, there will be no place for you to argue up. Fear the judgment of God. And, and the only way you can escape this judgment is by running to Christ. So he takes on himself the wrath of God that is to come. It is only in him that God will be fair to you. That God will declare you just. God will justify you in his son. Because on your behalf, he took the injustice in son. He took the wrath of God for you. And I call you to come to Christ today and be saved. Jesus was treated unfairly. You Christians have been treated fairly, unfairly. Grace is unfair. Your salvation, you don't deserve it, isn't it? You got what you don't deserve. It's as God, you are not fair. You saved that, that criminal. But the reason why God treated you fairly now, as if you've never seen, is because his son took your burdens away. And the hymn that you are going to sing, is like, will you be saved from the burden of sin? There's power in Christ Jesus. It is him, peace, justice, righteousness, faithfulness, can be found. In the days when men put God on trial, they treated him unfairly. The day God looked upon us in judgment, he treated us fairly, even though we ought not to be treated fairly. This is grace. This is your salvation. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you take this word and plant it deep in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.